What's up? What's happening, everybody? It's your bonus edition of Thinking Logically, the number one podcast on the interwebs. Joe, the masked abolitionist, is here with us today. And we have a jam-packed lineup we are going to talk about. And we want to lead off. Joe, first of all, what's going on? It's Thursday. It's a bonus day, bonus edition. 65 degrees out today, Joe. What's going on over there? Are you guys staying safe up there in northern Beaver County with the vinyl chloride plume wafting over you guys? Everything's looking great up here. Yes. And then the weather is a beautiful, like, 60 degrees. I don't know if it's because that weather balloon's out of the area or what, what the deal is. But nice, beautiful, almost like a spring feel to it. Yes. Um, no one's breathing in any chemicals. No one's uh, lungs disintegrating upon stepping outside your house. No, thanks. Has Mayor Pete has Mayor Pete been around to check on you guys? I have not seen him. Uh, I feel like downtown Beaver is like right up him and his husband's alley. But no, you figured you'd see him around natural disasters. Maybe he's checking out the the two planes that almost crashed at Houston, or the the balloon that was downed on the East Coast that the FAA had to had to be warned about. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's on another paternity leave. Who knows? He's busy. Busy guy. Let him go. Well, I am on. I am on paternity leave. Speaking of paternity leave, I am on paternity leave right now, and uh, so Thursday's a big day over here. We have it's garbage day. Um, so our the where we live, the winds are so high that I can't put my garbage out um, ahead of time. I have to like wait till the garbage truck is like pulling up my street, and then I run outside with all my garbage and then put it out there as soon as the garbage truck starts to come up the street because it's like it's like an ice cream truck. Like, I have to, like, run out there because if not, my garbage will just blow away all the way down through wherever. You know, That's so. terrible. I, I have a similar situation where my house is, but it only blows up towards it, – it blows in one direction from, like, the neighbors across the street. And it is miserable. You can't put anything light outside. It's got to be heavy, heavy, heavy. And then, like I said, if you're taking a shit in the morning and they come at, like, 5 in the morning sometimes and you're taking a shit, you just you, – you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I've, I've been in that predicament. I'm like looking out the window, like, oh shit! Like, I gotta get out there right now. And like, oh, I've duck, I've duck walked, I've duck walked my <laughs> end of my driveway before. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. We saw we watched the State of the Union the other night. Uh, I had I don't know what channel you were watching it on. I guess it really doesn't matter. But I had Fox News on, and this was a. I'll give you one guess. <laughs> CNN. Yes, of course. <laughs> You are the Chiron Kings. Uh, State of the Union, very bizarre in a way to me and to a lot of people. Uh, CNN released a poll that 72% of people viewed this speech favorably. favorably? Really? Um, <laughs> like Jack Posobiec said, this was like a false MAGA speech. This was a speech heavily focused on uh, domestic issues like the economy. So I give his speechwriters credit for hammering home all domestic issues. They didn't touch on Ukraine, never touched on China, didn't touch on anything geopolitically across the world. And it seemed like Biden was going back and forth between stuttering, yelling, and occasionally whispering. It was just he know. always does that, though. He always he always yeah. does that. So that that was my initial take. 
Um, we had a couple things that we, we talked about um, initially, which I, I like that. You know, I will say it started off good because he gave Kevin McCarthy credit, standing ovation as the new Speaker of the House. But one of the first things I noticed was, number one, Dr. Jill Biden kissing first gentleman Doug Emhoff on the lips, which if you haven't seen this picture and seen this clip, it is interesting, to say the least. Very Joe Biden of her. Very Joe Biden of her. It'll make you scratch your head. Uh, And two, Paul Pelosi was there. Right in front of Jill Biden, Doug Emhoff, looking like... um, Paparazzi in the 1920s or a private eye. Yeah. um, (laughs) It's exactly what he looked like. (laughs) Inspector Gadget, if you will. That's the name I was looking for. Inspector Gadget. Very good, very good. That's a very good one. Yes, Inspector yes. Gadget with oh, a hammer, hit hammer hand. Go, go, Gadget, hammer. Go, go, Gadget, fresh ice in my cup. Uh, I, was, I was looking for David DePapy, but we didn't see him. Um, but we saw the speech go on. There was exchanges between Biden and uh, some of the Republican uh, members of the party. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene looking like Joe Namath in the, in the 1969 Super Bowl with that fur <laughs> coat on. Oh. Uh, Kirsten Cinema looking like she just walked out of the Met Gala. Uh, every year, but, too. Every year, someone dresses up like Jerry Seinfeld with, like, the pirate garb. I forget yeah. who it was this year. It was someone this year. Last yeah. year, it was Maxine Waters. Right. George Santos. A lot of, lot of screen time for George Santos, our boy. But... Joe, what is your take on the State of the Union? Is the State of the Union strong, as President Biden says it is? No, and I've never seen a State of the Union, like you said, where the address turns into a back and forth between the POTUS and the opposition party. I'm going to play I'm gonna play about a minute clip. We're just going to go over a bunch of clips here and talk about everywhere he's lying or is wrong. So we'll start. Uh, this is actually a tweet from Doug Mastriano, and it's a, about a minute highlight. Here we go. Hit refresh, Mark from the sound department, fresh back. Okay, let's go. Many of some of my Republican friends want to take the hostage. I get it, unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security sunset. I'm not saying it's the majority. Oh, God. You know, amazing. If Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not, believe me, not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Real quick, I'm gonna, there's about 10 seconds of This is the State of the Union address, and it's like this. Okay. 
So that's all about accusing Republicans of cutting, I think, Medicare and Medicaid. Here's Biden, throwback Thursday, in 1995, talking about, I'm not joking around, talking about Medicare and Medicaid and what he wants to do to it. Argued if we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans, but I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once. What a, what a fucking hypocrite, Mark. Medicare and Medicaid. And the, news, the, news, the news media won't cover a second of this. Yeah. I don't know how the Republicans want to achieve their goals of, of reduced spending without touching Medicare and Medicaid and the military. So where are you going to cut funding from? That's my devil's advocate um, response to that. Um, do I believe that some Republicans want to sunset those things? Maybe a couple, but I don't think it's going to even get remotely close to a vote. That would be, as we say, political suicide. I just, you just, I just one of the things you just do not touch uh, in Washington, D.C. are entitlements. But you know, eventually you, you have to come up with some sort of solution because these things don't last forever. They're not completely funded, I think, up until through 2030. So when we retire, Joe, whenever that day comes and it's time for us to collect Social Security, you know, or, or get on Medicare, you know, what's going to happen? So this um, is what happens when a guy thing. gets in office. He, he doesn't have a clue how anything works. Let me give you a few examples. Let me actually just give you one example. If you were listening, if you watched the State of the Union, you might remember. This motherfucker claimed that fast food burger flippers have to sign non-compete clauses to go to go work at like a Wendy's or a McDonald's if you work at, at Burger King. I'm not joking around, Mark. Did, did he not say this? I, he said that. I think, I, he, I think he met people in Washington, D.C., correct? I, I Yeah, he did too. But I've heard of hairstylists. I've heard of all the... Don't don't tell me. And why is this an issue? Why are we mentioning this? The State of the Union, fast food workers, and non-compete clauses. Also, he he spiked the football. He had the nerve to spike the football on airlines and pricing and hidden fees. Has anyone listening tried to fly lately? I I, I don't know. And then I have just written down here. I have to mention it before I forget. Why why was Paul Pelosi invited but not Demar Hamlin? <laughs> I don't why was Demar Hamlin not invited? You are that is a great point. I it is a great that. point. It is a great point, yeah. but, <laughs> but well, it... well, we we we're going to get into why Paul Pelosi was invited in right? We are going to get into that. Uh why he was invited? We we actually we we don't really know why he was invited, but it, Do we it's have for that? political it's for political points. I don't know if I have I don't know if I have that clip. We don't have that, but son of a bitch. He brought it up political violence. That Paul Pelosi was a victim of political violence. And what did you say, Joe? How could it be political violence? Because it, of David the, n- Number one, the guy has a B. He's Canadian, number one. He's from, he was born in Canada. He's Canadian. Moved here. He, he actually might be an immigrant for all we know. Black Lives Matter flag, rainbow pride flag on his house. And he creates far right-wing fringe websites the day before, or the day of, and the day after he attacks Paul Pelosi while bringing a sleeping bag to his house and being there, according to the cameras, for 17 full hours. And making, someone made a cocktail. I don't know. Someone made a cocktail. The police show up. Uh, it is the weirdest video in the world. But it got blamed on political violence again. And I was, 
I was mad no one stood up and screamed liar, liar then. But I guess yeah. I guess you got to be – I don't know. If I was in Congress, it would not stop me. I don't care. You could drag me through the media. If, I'm, if I feel like I'm right, I'm right. Prove me wrong. You're, my, favorite, my favorite moment of the evening was – and this should be a, a, a gif by now, but Senator Mike Lee from Utah, the look on his face of bewilderment. Oh, that was, was classic. When, yeah. When they just – you see Marjorie Taylor Greene shouting something. And then he cuts back to Biden, and then it cuts to Mike Lee, who has this look of bewilderment on his face, which was amazing uh, to see that. But that was my favorite moment of the night, I think, just seeing, yeah. just seeing his facial expression. Um, when Biden was talking about, I think, entitlement reforms or whatever. But And um, Broadway, Broadway Joe Namath cupping her hands, a.k.a. Marjorie Taylor Greene, cupping her hands and screaming liar. That's yeah. another still, good still image. All right, let's uh, – Let's move on to Biden's next claim that nobody earning. Well, I'll just let him tell you. And I need to be crystal clear. I said at the very beginning, under my plans, as long as I'm president, nobody earning less than four hundred thousand dollars will pay an additional penny in taxes. Nobody, not one penny. Yes, yes. Let me be crystal clear. Let me be crystal clear here. No one's going to pay. Okay. So why do we hire eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents, Joe? <laughs> Can we can we get an answer on that one? Any okay now now he's actually it's moved from from that just outright lying to stealing other people's work and taking credit. So let's look at the next claim, which is a cap on insulin. Audio. Americans who do not or are not on Medicare, including two hundred thousand young people with type one diabetes need this insulin to stay alive. Real quick, they, they, I just have to mention that they panned, because I am the mask abolitionist now. They just panned to Bernie Sanders, and he, I think he actually might be wearing the, the Chinese spy balloon on his face. It's an N95, it says, but I think that's a Chinese weather balloon. Anyway. Let's finish the job this time. Let's cap the cost of insulin for everybody at $35. Let's cap the price of insulin for everyone at $35. It's Throwback Thursday, Mark. So let's take them back to the way, 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 way back, 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 back machine and remind them that this was actually the Trump administration's idea, and it was his policy. So let's look at some headlines. This is from um, the National Com- Committee to Preserve Social Security Medicare. Trump's $35 insulin plan, a nickel solution to a billion-dollar problem. And this is from June 9th, 2020. Uh, and they just kill him. They, 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 they rake him over the coals for the entire article. I'll move on to another one. Because remember, $35 insulin now is good. Four years ago, it was bad. Three years ago, it was bad. This is, um, I don't know what the source is. Some new insulin price cap, but experts say that's and help. It's amazing. You're still there, Joe. Hello. Can you hear me? Joe. Yeah. Did the Chinese set off an EMP over Brighton Township? No, no, we're good. I don't know why. I don't know why I cut out there, but uh, what? Uh, where did I leave off keep, at? Keep going. Keep going. Did you? Did the you see on, the cap the... on insulin? Thirty-five dollars. Yeah. Did you both articles? Because I, I guess there's a dozen saying how bad Trump was for doing it. Anyway, um, I must have copy and pasted over the clip but biden of course screamed into the microphone as well it's never a good bet to bet against america in his typical um soul of america voice 
My response, just out of curiosity, Joe, if you could bet against America right now, what would the spread be? Keep in mind, our entire military probably has myocarditis right now, and half of them are female. And the other half might also be female and not even know it yet. So after that State of the Union address, Mark, one thing is clear. We live in a very divided country, and you don't need a Chinese spy balloon to see that. Speaking of divisiveness, Joe, how do we get out of the mess we're in? How do we, how does this become, how do we get back to like mid to late nineties where everyone wasn't so divided? What is your end game on that? How do we get back to something like that? Oh, that is a lot. It's not like it's just one simple solution. You you have to do so many, so many different things because that's number one, for starters, the budget is out of control. We're never, fiscal fiscal responsibility is, is a nightmare. Number two, you have the three-letter agencies like the FBI, CIA. Lord knows what they are doing. But that's a good thing because we can just cut their funding. We can just clip their wings right there. That'll, that'll kill two birds with one stone. It's, it's a lot, man. Uh, election integrity, what happened with COVID, it's, it's so bad. It might take us longer to get back to 1990 than it than – it, I mean, and it might not happen in our lifetime. It might not. Sometimes I think we're past the point of no return. That the media, in my opinion, is the number one driver of political divisiveness in this country. Um, but like you said, the, 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 the extremes are so extreme that it's like there's no, you know, I do think most Americans are probably in that middle ground somewhere. But the extremes are so are so extreme that it's like, how do we get back to just some sense of normalcy? You know, um, you know, as much as we want to see Trump, um, you know, be back in the White House, I, I, he's such a divisive figure um, that I don't think that's going to help things. But you know, that remains to be seen. So we'll see. Uh, but you know, like again, going back again uh, to the point you just made, talking about Congress, talking about the budget, a lot of these things are like untouchable. And they'll continue to be kicked down the road to future generations because a lot of these politicians just don't want to touch things like education funding or entitlement reform or the defense budget or anything like that. They know that they would probably be voted out of office, um, you know, as soon as uh, the next time they were up for reelection. Uh, but I don't know. It's just we, we are in a... Uh, we are in a, uh, a bad place, I think, um, when you look at it. Although I'm still bullish on America, I just think we're in a bad place overall. It yeah. all depends. The new Congress, Mark, the fresh blood that's in there, if they start doing things the right way and the way it should be, instead of like the people, the old Mitt Romneys, the Mitch McConnells, the Nancy Pelosi's, we'll do both sides, then then it might happen a little quicker, quicker than, than we might think. But I don't know. It's just Washington is just the swamp like like trump has always said it's the swamp the roots are deep and like you have people coming in there now in congress that the people that have been over 20 years they haven't balanced the budget in forever they they don't know what they're doing so there's nothing to teach the new members of congress or show them the way so it's it's gonna be a long miserable there's no there's no desire to balance the budget when they can just continue to raise the debt ceiling and it's like they have an unlimited they have unlimited money to spend until we don't have the reserve currency 
like I said, with Russia and Ukraine and all this stuff, we got ourselves in a giant pickle. We should probably save this part of the pot because it's going to be relevant in a couple months here. We got ourselves in a giant pickle, and it all started with the financial wars, the money wars, is what this was going into about a couple months ago. But Jack speaking of wars, has been talking about this with the petrodollar, you know, yeah, because exactly. oil was traded on the global markets in American dollars. And Jack Posobiec has been warning if the petrodollar, if oil was somehow traded instead of just say uh, rubles instead of dollars, for example, then the dollar um, could see a serious devaluation. Um, but all right, let's go on to uh, you were mentioning wars, war games. Starting wars. Okay. Since it's Throwback Thursday, let's move on. Let's, we'll remind you, on Nord Stream 2, the second it happened, we said this probably wasn't Russia. It was probably either a NATO ally or the United States itself. Then some revelations came out a couple of days, weeks later, and I, we've said it numerous times. This is a CIA operation. This is for sure a CIA operation. The United States is behind this. This is bad. Sure enough, that's looking what it might be. And let's take you back from the Wayback Machine, Throwback Thursday. We'll just play the Biden audio from February 9th, 2022. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks and troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again. Then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring it into it. But how will you how will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will. Uh, I promise you we'll be able to do it. OK, that's kind of scary. All right. I'm going to take our listeners on a journey here. So let's move on to today, February, yesterday, I guess, February 2023 from Disclose. Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline bombings were a covert operation ordered by the White House and carried out by the CIA, a veteran investigative journalist says. By all means, we don't have the time to get into it. We'll be here for an hour. Check it out for yourself. We're going we're gonna to continue on with this story, though. Um, the White House's response called it utterly false and complete fiction, but offered no evidence. Why should we believe the CIA, though? They're the same people that killed JFK. And that's not conspiracy anymore. But Mark, and I'll let you, I want your, I want your take on this, but do you realize what this means? Not only is the Biden administration going to be responsible for people freezing to death this winter or next winter, but they did this to an ally. NATO is going to fall apart because of this. And, and hopefully that, that's all that falls apart because this is an act of war, again, on an ally of ours is he out of his mind they do we have again they do we have the quote from victoria newland let's see the audio of victoria newland saying the same thing biden did i don't know if i i must have moved but, stuff around well, that's okay but the the quote from victoria newland who is currently the undersecretary of state for foreign affairs i believe was on the record saying the same thing that Biden did last February, January, something like that, about a year ago at this time. Yeah. Saying that Nord Stream 2 would cease to exist if Russia invaded Ukraine. So we have not one, but two people, the President of the United States and a State Department diplomat saying the same thing, that Nord Stream 2 was going to be 
uh, eliminated. And we'll get into Victoria Newland in a second. Um, but we, I think we know why that they did this. Um, number one, this. All right. All right. We are back after that brief break. And we are going to continue talking about Nord Stream 2 and the ramifications this has had on Europe. Joe, you just mentioned that this is pretty much an act of war on an ally of ours, uh, Germany. Yeah. Now, Nord Stream 1, let's, let's give some background here. Nord Stream 1 was delivering natural gas straight from Russia to Germany. Um, through, I think, the Baltic Sea or the yeah. North Sea, one of those two. Um, and they were circumventing they were circumventing the pipelines in Ukraine. So Nord Stream 2 gets built. They're going to deliver more cheap natural gas from Russia to Europe. Pennies on the dollar. All right, cheap natural gas for the Europeans. And it was – and- let, let's, let's, let's hammer home that it was a good deal for, for Russia who didn't have the best – relationship with western european countries well the one thing russia had a lot of things it's energy and one thing europe doesn't have a lot of is energy and russia it was a great agreement russia was giving its energy selling its energy to european countries and it was all going smoothly until the u.s got involved going right right and before i want to talk about we just talked about what we're, what we're going to bring up here in a second but joe you just you, talk about ukraine and we talk about the United States is now sending in tanks to Ukraine. They are now helping Ukraine with those HIMAR surface-to-air missiles with the coordinates because Ukraine doesn't have the capability uh, to, to fire those without the United States' assistance. Now they are helping Ukraine fire missiles into Russia. Um, this is more than a proxy war, Joe. And now we bomb and destroy Nord Stream 2, the pipeline. This is more than a proxy war. This is escalating into an all-out war. You can't say that it isn't. What do – we talked about nuclear weapons before on this podcast. Will Vladimir Putin use a nuclear weapon? Chances are unlikely. But when you are desperate and when you're backed into a corner, that would be something that you would do in an act of desperation when you are – when you don't have anything else to lose, you would use a nuclear missile. I'll play devil's nuclear advocate weapon. right now. I'll play devil's advocate right now. And it seems that the Western allies countries are back, have their backs up against the wall. And would they do something like Nord Stream where they would fire off a tactical nuclear missile in Ukraine and blame it on Russia? Yeah. That's, that's more Good. likely, I think, than Russia actually using a tactical nuke. There's no reason. For, that's Russia's border. They don't want a tactical nuke over there in Ukraine, I'm sure, or anywhere in Europe. I wouldn't think so either. This is why we covered this. So we covered this with the nuclear power plants. Whenever Russia went in and took over the nuclear power plants, because they were afraid that Ukrainians were going to um, try to melt them down or set them off. Yeah, I mean, come on. Imagine if Russia started a proxy war with Canada, in Canada, and and was doing this to the United States. <laughs> it's a, but. I, I, I think I gave the perfect example. It would be like exactly that. Or if like New England broke off like 80 years ago from the United States and Russia was sending people over there and and arming New England. And then we couldn't do anything about it. We couldn't even get mad. Like, come on. 
Right. Stay out of it. And so, definitely don't blow up pipelines. So the United States, we, we said this from day one, that they were going to blow up Nord Stream. They, well, not, they were going to. They actually said that. President Biden and Victoria Newland, who we're going to get into in just a second, they literally come out and said that. Um, and we mentioned that. But we, this has inflicted so much damage across Europe with natural gas supplies. People, I mean, they're not freezing to death over there. But they had to make dramatic adjustments to their energy supply, cutting from places and bringing in new sources of energy, number one. And number two, who's selling them the natural gas, Joe, that's going to heat them all throughout this past winter? The United States. Our liquid natural gas sales to Europe are, like, higher than they've ever been before. So I ask you, will these European countries bring this up to the United States and say, listen, what, you know, or do you think they already knew that they, they, that they did this? I, I don't know if they already knew. I, I feel like somehow you would almost have to know or you'd be told, hey, this is what's going to happen. Don't make a big deal out of it. Blame Russia. But then you had the, the one guy on Twitter. He deleted the tweet. We mentioned this when it first happened. He said, thank you, United States of America or President Biden. Or he said, thank you in his tweet um, when Nord Stream did, did go down. But who are we to, to say, you know what, we're axing Russia's uh, pipeline and flow of natural gas to Europe. We're going to resupply them with the natural gas. So now is it okay if China invades Taiwan and says, no, we want the semiconductors. We'll dish out the semiconductors to the West now. That's, yeah. it's tit for tat. Like we're not going to have any moral ground to stand on here shortly. It is tit for tat. That's a good analogy. I would, you know, me and you think about this stuff a lot, like the war gaming, the things going on behind the scenes. I have a hard time believing that they wouldn't have given Germany maybe a heads up on this. But on the other hand, it's like, well, maybe if they did, maybe Germany would leak that, you know, out and say, hey, the United States blew this pipeline up. Which Um, ended up happening anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Which actually did come out. Uh it's it's so stupid. We even made jokes about this. We knew we knew right away. We, the average citizen, knew right away. We made the jokes about a Russian passport floating to the top of the the, the ocean above there, like in nine eleven, the nine eleven passport. Like, yeah. Come on, it's all. A, you got to be kidding me. If you really think this, this leaves such gray areas to who who the good guys and bad guys were. I feel like it's been pretty clear. Since before World War II, who the good guys and bad guys were. After yeah. that, you could say it's questionable. But come uh, on. I mean, we. I, I, still, I still stand by. We live in the greatest country on earth. But I'm tired of the United States acting like we are holier than thou and we are out to save the world. Because it is literally the exact opposite uh, on, a, on a very, very macro level. Um, in my he opinion. He just made, he made everyone in Germany an enemy combatant. President, President Biden, the CIA, whoever you want, whoever you want to lump in that administration, they made everyone and maybe Europe an enemy combatant now. And, and, and not to mention, Joe, disrupting the global gas market as well. We're taking liquid natural gas in the United States and sending it over to Europe. OK, and we're going to sell them natural gas. At the expense of the United States citizens, who it's literally right below our feet here. In Pennsylvania, within the Marcellus Shell, it's the Saudi Arabia 
of natural gas for crying out loud. We have it here in PA. And yet our gas bills are through the roof this winter. I mean, none of this makes any sense at all. And people say, well, it's a global market. Okay, you disrupted the global market when you blew up Nord Stream 2. Because now people in the United States would still be paying cheaper for their gas bills. And people in Europe wouldn't be paying, you know, a, a third kidney for their gas bills. It's crazy. But no one really cares, though. Let's be honest. There's, there's, there's too many distractions going on in this country. And that's, that's the way it is. I mean, no hell, one cares. LeBron James has got 38,000 points. And, and we got all kind of other crazy things going on. We got the Super Bowl. No one's going to care. We're going we're gonna to come out of next week and we're going to be like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. And one of the people that we'll say is one of the architects of this uh, bombing of Nord Stream 2 is Victoria Newland. Now, some of you may have heard her, uh, us mention her name before on here, but maybe you don't know, really know who Victoria Newland is really is she Before, is a she is, she is the first woman to blow up a pipeline <laughs> she is currently the under secretary of state i believe for foreign affairs and she is a career diplomat she is um heavy heavy within the uh, in the obamas the clintons that circle this is this is who she is she is a I don't want to call her a swamp creature, but in a way she is because she is a career diplomat. She's the undersecretary for uh, undersecretary of state for political affairs. She was heavy into Russiagate. She was one of the people that perpetrated this lie against Donald Trump. And it was uh, proven to be a lie. Proven to be a lie. Yeah. She's been a diplomat for 32 years here. Her bio on intelligence.senate.gov reads, She's been a U.S. diplomat for 32 years. She was the former ambassador. Um, I don't know to, to what group or not, but she is the CEO of the Center for New American Security. Um, and she's been an, a diplomat for 32 years. She's been all over uh, Europe. And she was one of the people that was on record saying Nord Stream 2 is going to be a pile of what? Metal or something like that on the bottom of the ocean floor. Come out and said that like a year ago at this time. Um, she did two you, tours at NATO. Resume, I'm looking with, at her resume. She worked for Obama, Secretary Kerry, basically Hillary. She was secretary during Hillary Clinton's scan uh, tenure. George W. Bush, Bush's second term. I mean, she is a swamp creature, I guess. And, and no yeah. one would know anything about her. You wouldn't even know her name if it wasn't for this. Right. Two, two, two tours at NATO in Brussels. Ambassador Newland has served overseas in Russia, China, and Mongolia and various assignments in the State Department. No denying that she is probably a very intelligent person, but we just gave you her background. And this is one of the people that is dictating foreign policy in regards to her interest in Europe and in Ukraine. She perpetrated the Russiagate lie time and time again. The Nord Stream lie. Let's add that to the case. And now the Nord Stream High. Um, crazy. Crazy that um, this is what we have. Um, all right, let's move on. I know you wanted to talk about... Real quick, though, before we move on, I'm going to ask one more time. One more time. Is that spy balloon really from China? 
or is our government using it to get us involved in a war with a nuclear power? Now, possibly two of them, since we're not on the best terms with Russia now, and we blew up a pipeline in Germany. So sweet, but go ahead. Moving on to a perfect moving on. Well, we just saw this break from, from when we took a break yesterday, Joe, that the Chinese spy balloon had Western-made parts and had English on the English writing on the balloon on the uh, the payload. Now you tell me, with everything made in China, everything that's made in China, why would this balloon have Western-made parts and have things written in English on it? Please tell I'm, me that. I'm so mad that people think, like in my mind, that they actually think like we're imagining them, the Chinese. Reading American instructional manuals, putting together a giant balloon the size of three city buses. I said, no, I said, either either an American company is selling them them and they need to be investigated immediately, like yet yesterday, or it's another lie. That we could take this so many because we have a friend that um is a very very big in Myrtle Beach. He's always down in Myrtle Beach, and someone he knows down there sent us an actual picture that flew on that was recovering the balloon debris. I, it's it, everything is so weird about this situation. They just they shot up right on the Myrtle Beach, um, right on the Myrtle Beach beach, I guess. And what they do, granted, they went shopping for yeah. supplies. Uh, I'm going to bring this up, Joe, and we we haven't talked about this yet on this show, but we had a friend um, who has since passed away, working for the CIA. They didn't know it at the time. Came out. Uh, graduated from the Merchant Marines, got a job with the CIA, and passed away during a mission of the C- during with the CIA. This is public knowledge. Now. This finally came out after how many years, Joe? Oh, God, 10? Ten. 10 years. We didn't know what happened. There was no official story of what happened. But they were caught in a typhoon in the South China Sea. In the South China Sea, caught, caught in a typhoon and died. Their ship capsized. They were on a mission for the CIA, planting a listening device in the South China Sea for um, pre- presumably the United States government. You know, they're one of these spy uh, type of things. They could listen and, and hear God knows what. So... These things go on all the time. You said that this maybe was not a Chinese spy balloon. Maybe this was a U.S. surveillance balloon. You know, that's surveilling... We read the article. There's an article from 2019 saying the Pentagon is going to test out these giant surveillance balloons that look the exact same. Again, not a conspiracy. Not a conspiracy. Uh, but then I say to you, well, then why would China take credit for it? You know, Um something going on more than we more than we realize here or more than we're led on to believe so yeah either way whatever the outcome is i'm not going to be shocked all right um i just you know if we go to war with china i i can't imagine the destruction and the chaos that would ensue across the globe that's something that i honestly don't even want to think about i can't even get my mind there because it would be I, I can't even I can't even like think of the ramifications of that something like that were, were to happen so the likes of which have never been seen on this earth before yeah 
All right, Joe, uh, go right on with the next topic here we have on our sheet. Uh, well, we have Tyree Nichols, and apparently I, this was just a guess. I do nothing about this. But apparently what we said about it being a hit looks a lot more like it might be true because one of the officers took and shared photos of the bloody Tyree Nichols document. Said, and I think he sent it to his ex-girlfriend who um, he – Nichols had a relationship. He propped him against the police car after the assault and took photographs. He sent other officers and a female acquaintance, according to documents released by the Tennessee Peace Officer Standards. Um, this this wasn't, this had nothing, clearly nothing to do with race. I can't believe I still have to say that. This might not, not even have to do with, I, I, I guess it does have to do with terrible policing because you have criminals that were hired as police officers, basically, and you give them a badge. And why did that happen? Again, because a lot of police officers in that area retired, quit, or, or I don't know if I don't know if funding was cut in this area with the um, the police bills and stuff they passed. I can't say that for sure. But this is this is the result. You're seeing early results of what's going to happen in this country. Yeah, that that whole situation is. We're lucky we didn't have we're lucky we didn't have riots, and they tried to go after the white police officer that that was caught on a hot mic saying, "I hope they stomp his ass." And I think we covered that too, as if that's yeah. worse than beating the man to death, literally. And then taking pictures of his bloody body a mile away from his house in handcuffs. Sick. So we, we, have... don't even know, we don't even know why I stopped him. We don't know why I stopped him. That's the worst part. I know. I, I think it boils down to these, these like, you know, these units within these police departments, a scorpion unit, or like we talked about before, this unit down in Baltimore that was that TV show, We Own This City, that's based off of, you know, that's been since disbanded. They were under a FBI grand jury investigation. But, you know, we see George Floyd die. At the hands of a police officer, possibly. Um, I've al- I've always said, watch the full video. He doesn't he doesn't put the pressure on his neck, and the, the right. autopsy even says the same thing. But go ahead. And, and and we have riots that break out across the country. We have Tyree Nichols who was beaten, bloodied, like this, and really nothing happens. It's I don't know. It's interesting. To see it it the vanished. It vanished so quick. It vanished so quick in the news cycle. Um, all right, C-SPAN. This is my favorite. This is this is gonna be my favorite topic, probably of 2023, definitely of today that we're gonna cover. Um, so you watch C-SPAN. I don't even know what channel C-SPAN is on my TV, but maybe I should because I guess they have I'm three of some... them now. There's three of them. They have three channels. <laughs> I guess I'm missing some good stuff with these hearings. I need to. I need. I need you to tell me when these hearings are are like so I could watch. Um, but you have some things here you want to talk about in regards to the hearings that we. What, what were the hearings for the other day, Joe? It was the Hunter Biden. There was a, there was a bunch. Hunter Biden laptop. They had a Senate on on um, approving a couple of judges, which is boring. Um, Facebook. Uh, By the way, wasting no time at all getting into these hearings. No, no, came out swinging. And we're going to play a bunch of the videos. C-SPAN should be the most watched channel of 2023. The Democrats are out of ammunition. They have nothing left. They're, they're revisiting January 6th in, in racism. They're coming up with no new arguments, and they are just getting beaten over and over and over again by the Republicans. I'm going to play a few sound bites. This is AOC talking about how they shouldn't even be here, talking about the Hunter Biden laptop, apparently. Let's get the audio. Full hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. That is why we are here right now. And it is 
it, it's just a, an abuse of public resources and abuse of public time. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. I mean, this is an embarrassment. Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. So it's half-fake now. Half-fake. I, th- I think she's half-fake. Half 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 yeah, for sure. There's no doubt. What was, I, you have to ask her, what was the fake half of it? More importantly, what does she believe in the, the half that wasn't fake? I'd like to know that. Um, here she is again, and this is a meme I'm playing, um, but she was standing with a tweet. Are you familiar on, with the account? She was standing with a tweet on, um, with, I think it had libs of TikTok on the back of it, and had their tweet about, um, I forget the hospital we covered about doing gender surgeries on, on people saying it was fake in here. Posted false information about Boston Children's Hospital, claiming that they were providing hysterectomies to children. Gender affirming hysterectomy is very similar to most hysterectomies that occur. A hysterectomy itself is the removal of the uterus, the cervix, which is the opening of the uterus. We, we played this video before. So she based like, th- this is a meme. It's from Dre fans or memes on Twitter. Um, and it just, it has the, the tweet. And then in the background, it just plays that video of exactly debunks. Exactly, it, it was true. They were doing those kind of surgeries on children. Um, let's move on to where it starts to get a little bit spicy. This is James Baker. And for those of you who don't remember, been living under a rock, he is the FBI lawyer of Twitter. Um, that I th- believe was on that censored that Hunter Biden laptop story. So this is... I believe Mr. Comer questioning him. I could be wrong. I think the, I think, wow. I think the chair for Gilly. Mr. Baker, you said you didn't talk with the FBI that day. Did you talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden laptop story prior to then or after that day? I, um, I'm trying to make sure I can answer this question consistent with the restrictions that I talked about in my opening. Simple statement. question. You yeah. talked to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story. I do. To the best of my recollection, I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story uh, before that day. Talked to him after. You said your, your don't response is real. Your response is real specific to the chairman. You said I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden laptop story that day. I assume that day is October fourteenth. I want to know if you talked to him on the thirteenth or before, or if you talked to him on the fifteenth and after. I don't recall speaking to the FBI sitting here today. I don't recall speaking to the FBI at all about the Hunter Biden matter. Well, then why did you answer? Why did you answer it the way you did? I beg your pardon. Uh, I you back there. Now. Remember, we just went through the January 6th hearing, Mark, and if, if someone, the news media raked people across the coals hard in front of them whenever they answered like this. He doesn't want to answer a simple question. <laughs> it's amazing, you know. It's amazing to, to hear some of these guys, man. Oh, James Baker, better. are you kidding me? James Baker, one of, who is one of the ultimate swamp creatures. By the way, Jim Jordan was fantastic on Sean Hannity last night. Hate Hannity, but love Jim Jordan. I'll say it every time. Uh, okay, let's see how the Democrats are using their time. Just a warning, I'm going to pause this video numerous times to comment and also to prevent myself from probably exploding. This is Dan Goldman, a Democrat, talking about this fishing expedition that's going on. Now, what are the, what is the allegation that we are hearing from our Republican colleagues about the connection to Joe Biden and Burisma. It is an email from a Burisma employee thanking Hunter Biden for organizing a meeting with the Vice President Biden. 
We know nothing about the substance of that meeting. We know nothing about how long they met. It was not on Vice President Biden's schedule. It wasn't on the schedule? And in fact, I would ask my Republican colleagues, do you meet with foreign... Before he finishes, can we just see what what they talked about was on the meeting? Because this is a big deal. This links everything. And for him to just pass it off like this is insane. Let's let him finish here. Businessmen, do you meet with foreign diplomats? If we were to say to you every single time you met with somebody that you discussed something that you're voting on, how would you react? It's preposterous. And Chairman Comer, you have said in your opening statement that Joe Biden lied to the American people. That is a bold, bold accusation. And so far, we've seen no actual evidence of any lies or any support for Joe Biden being involved in anything having to do with Ukraine other than promoting U.S. former policy. It's honestly, Mark, please just take over before I just lose my freaking mind. Oh, man. You know what? These, these hearings are getting better and better. And I hope they continue to have them. You know, it's just unfortunate that the mainstream media will never pick up on them. You know, I was, I was talking about, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, we mentioned this on here, that the CIA is performing some sort of like mind control over the American population because there's no way that this many people can think this way. But I saw something yesterday and it was like, if you continue to perpetuate the same lie or say the same thing over and over again, and loud enough over and over again, eventually people will begin to believe it. That is what we have here, guys, in the United States of America and our media. Is that a Joseph Goebbels quote? That's exactly what we have. It might be. I think it is. If you just continue to say the same thing over and over again and loud enough, eventually everyone's going to believe it. It, it, They control the narrative. They control everything. There There is no... there is no counterpoint or any, any rebuttals or any let's look at it from this point of view. There's none of that. I mean, if you try to do that, you're labeled as a, an extremist, a terrorist, whatever. You're probably on the FBI's watch list. You could be a, no, you could be a school parent. You could be a parent of the school child and be on the FBI's list one of this. We, they covered that yeah. in hearings too the other day. Or you could be a traditional Catholic. You know, that we'll, too. That was on we'll Tucker get... last night. And I sent you that that day. It's insane. That we'll mass, get... you, you extremist. We'll get into that after this, after this, uh, talking about this, uh, these hearings, but. Will you, um, will you real quick, will you denounce white supremacy real quick, just to be safe? I am. I will denounce white supremacy right now. And I right. denounce it as well. I denounce it as well. <laughs> we are not white supremacists. Believe, no. believe us. We're uh... probably the farthest thing from it, but. Um, all right, go ahead, Joe. All right. Um, so this is my favorite clip, and this actually got the most attention. They wanted to throw this is Clay Higgins. I believe he's a he's a Republican, I believe from Louisiana, and I just he might be my new favorite. Uh, they wanted to throw this dude in jail for what he said here. Just listen to this. I, I love it. You ladies and gentlemen interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Your attorneys are familiar with that. 
<laughs> Go get him, Clay! Go get him, Clay! And then AOC, I believe, did a point of privilege or something. And they thought that he was harassing the witnesses. It wasn't. I, I don't know the rules of Congress. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. How many times did anyone in the Trump administration in the last two years get threatened with going to jail? <laughs> what the hell's going on in our country, man? They, they, they actually did go to jail. They did? Uh, yeah, with, uh, who's, um, I'm thinking of uh, Roger Stone and um, who's the other guy, the, the campaign chairman? Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort, yeah. Um, but listen, <laughs> we, we know the, these people are, on a, are part of a protected class. And that they're not going to jail. Probably nothing will ever happen to them. I can't even believe. Well, I can't believe because that is the power of the U.S. government to send people to jail like Paul Manafort and Roger Stone. On Hannity last night, they talked about the guy that put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk is in jail for like eight years. Yet we have all these Antifa riots, billions of dollars worth of damage, people dead, cops beat up, and nobody is paying the consequence of that at all. Yet, if you got on a bus to go to Washington, D.C. for January 6th, you're probably in prison right now. Facts. Unreal. Um, But, again, not surprising. Um, What was I going to say, Joe? I'm just drawing a blank um, what I was going to tell you. Um, I'll think of it. But but we had the lights go out during the hearing. And Internet. Twitter, Facebook, all social media went down while this hearing was going on. Never happened before. <laughs> Had nothing to do with the, the fake Chinese EMP. How does that happen? And then, well, well then it, get, it got better because after that, Twitter went down. And for about two or three hours, I believe, you could only tweet if you had, uh, I think your account linked up to a business account or something. And then you could only tweet if you scheduled a tweet a minute out. And then it would tweet. It would not let you tweet in live time. Crazy. Um, and then I believe that was all for, that was all in Wednesday's hearing. And then I watched a little bit yesterday. Um, this is, this was on, I think vaccine something, or I can't remember what it was on, but this is Dr. Rachel Linsky. And she's being questioned by someone I hate, uh, I patch McCain, Dan Crenshaw, but let's just, uh, let's just listen to her talk about the COVID-19 vaccine, please. You the cost benefit of scheduling brand new bivalent booster shots for this age group. And considering the children are at very low risk from COVID-19, 75% of children have already caught the virus and the, and the vaccine is known to do pretty little to, to prevent transmission in this age group. I'm really grateful that you asked that question so I can correct the record here so that everybody understands. First of all, we've had 2,000 pediatric deaths from COVID-19. It's the number one respiratory. That's a lie infectious killer um, that was just published last week in JAMA. So um, less infect, less uh, deadly than an, in, to an 80-year-old, but still deadly for a pediatric infection. The important thing I think that's really uh, that we need to recognize is the reason that ACIP recommended and CDC put forward getting the COVID-19 vaccine on the pediatric schedule is not, it was only because it would, it was the only way it could be covered in our vaccines for children's program. It was the only way that our under, uninsured children would be able to have access to the vaccine. She's failing to mention, and I'm going to add in, it's also, once it's on that, that list, the Pfizer and Moderna, they can't be sued if something goes wrong. So That was the reason to put it on the schedule. It can't be eligible for vaccines for children's program for to be available to the under, uninsured unless it is on that schedule. That was the reason to put it on. So you can't, can't have it for the uninsured unless it's on the schedule. What, what the hell, Mark? I, I thought the COVID vaccine was free. 
I never got one, but uh, I saw her say something about how, you know, um, there's all this misinformation, all this skepticism regarding vaccines for children. How many children, hundreds of thousands of children didn't get vaccines or not up to date on their vaccines as they enter into the school year or this past school year? And I think to myself, you're the one that created all the skepticism. You're yeah. the one that put all the doubt in people's minds when you lied on national TV and on all these hearings that the COVID vaccine was safe. So if you're the person that people are looking for tr- to trust and for information, accurate information, and then you turn around and whatever you said was the exact opposite and you, people are calling you out on your lies now, who do you think that they're going – what do you think that parents are going to think? The, so the, crazy. The, the, it's Very gone gaslit. down. The honesty has gone down like the COVID vaccine efficiency from like 99% to literally zero. We've, they, they've zero. got no trust in, in – the population has no trust in them anymore. I'm sorry. When they say something, I do the opposite. Opposite. I'm going to make a real quick point. This is just pop my head real quick. Uh, they used to always blame COVID deaths on like, it wouldn't even be a COVID death. Like someone died in a car accident, boom, COVID death. Why can't we ever like do this with vaccines? Oh, someone died and they were vaccinated. Well, it must be a vaccine death. It's a good point. So that's a real good you point. Can't, you can't even mention that. Can't even mention uh, it. You're right. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Dying from a from a car accident while COVID. That that that's that's not related. However, what could be is if you have a freaking heart attack while you're driving. Yep. All right. Moving on from COVID, because next we'll get into masks and Mr. Mask abolitionist over here. We'll we'll get sidetracked. So let's move on to, of course, my favorite person in the House of Representatives right now, George Santos. I mean, come on. What's so, his trans name? Oh, jeez. Oh, I said it in the wrong Katana? I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> I think it might have been Katana. But his tra- his, his cross-dresser name. Yes. Today, George Santos is fighting against Mitt Romney. So this goes back to the State of Union. I guess Mitt Romney went up to him and whispered, it was on camera, you shouldn't be here or something. And uh, George said something back you couldn't hear. So I believe that night or the next morning, I think it was that night in the halls of Congress, he was, of course, swarmed like like he was the British Beatlemania over here in the halls of Congress, being sworn by reporters asking about it. It's not the first time in history that I've been told to shut up and go to the back of the room, especially by people who come from a privileged background. Uh, and it's not going to be the last, and I'm never going to shut up and go to the back of the room. And I think it's reprehensible that the senator would say such a thing to me in the demeaning way he said it wasn't very Mormon of him. Oh, George, don't hurt him. Don't hurt him, George. Oh, <laughs> Katara Ravash, a.k.a. Anthony DeVolder, a.k.a. George Santos. Um, <laughs> another another unrelated headline from literally yeah, the, day, the, day, the same day. George Santos' latest resume lie, he produced Spider-Man on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> is that for real? It's, it's an article. It's an article from The Independent. Uh-huh. So, uh, Spider-Man, turn off the dark lie. Uh-huh. Um. Let's talk about this before we get into Turkey, because this is what we're what we're going to drop on Turkey is. I, I, I've never even heard of anything like this. I didn't even know it was possible. Um, but before we get into that, I want to talk about this, uh, the FBI targeting traditional Catholics in Latin mass um, communities. 
across the United States. Um, this came out the other day out of the, I think, a field office in, in the Virginia uh, area. And the FBI came out, I think it was yesterday or this morning, and retracted that. I think they realized how ridiculous it was for them to say this. But they're basically saying that, you know, that they were looking at traditional Catholic communities uh, for white supremacists and domestic terrorists, basically, in so many words. That they were going to look into these and possibly, you know, knowing the FBI, infiltrate some of these Catholic communities that are around the country and actually around the world. One of which that our family just joined down in the West End of Pittsburgh, which is part of uh, what they call SSPX, the Society of St. Pius X. Wait, this, you said SS. Oh, man, S- I don't know about that. <laughs> SSPX, the Society of St. Pius X, which exists pretty much like outside the Diocese of Pittsburgh. You know, it's kind of like an independent. So you have these Latin mass communities, and the three biggest ones in the United States are the Society of St. Pius X, um, the Fraternity of St. Peter, and the Institute of Christ the King, who they were not mentioned in this FBI document. So in Pittsburgh, we have two of these, the Institute of Christ the King up in um, Brighton Heights, which their church is called Most Precious Blood of Jesus. In the West End, it's St. James, part of the Society of St. Pius X. These are strictly Latin Mass churches. So prior to Vatican II, it was like you walked into a Mass in 1962, and you know that's where it ended. Okay, so the FBI is now, these are some of the most faithful, dedicated, religious people you will meet in the United States of America. These are extremely devout people that usually attend these masses, these in these, and they're part of these communities. And for the FBI to to put this document out saying that they are looking at them and there they are mitigation possibilities or whatever the word they used was within these communities for white supremacists is bonkers to me completely off the chart bonkers i told you yesterday it was actually kind of chilling because now i see this i see these things you know on a weekly basis and i see the people that attend these masses you know um there are black folks that attend the same latin mass that i do you know, so it's not like it is only white. And these churches, these communities, these Latin mass communities are primarily made up of younger families, younger adults filled with kids. Um, now, you still have some of your older traditional people that are still attending these Latin masses. But primarily, it is younger families, younger adults who have lots of kids. Uh, so the FBI came out this morning. And looks like they crafted this. This is from the Catholic News Agency, another one of the, their targets. Now, breaking FBI retracts leaked document orchestrating investigation of Catholics. Did they I, I thought to apologize? To myself, um, they didn't apologize. No, um, this is the rift, the Richmond division, and their possible ties to the far right white nationalist movement. It's amazing, Joe, that. And I think the theme here is that we are, we are now to the point, Joe, our society is becoming so secular that being a Catholic, like you were before Vatican II, like there was for human history, 
up until about the 19, mid to late 1960s, is now considered a radical point of view. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. That you are, if you pray the rosary, you are considered a radical. Radical in what sense? I mean, it's, this is where we're at. This is not make-believe. This is not a conspiracy. This is where we're at. And this was dropped by um, FBI uh, uh, whistleblower Kyle Serafin. He's been on Dan Bongino quite a bit. Um, in that this document originally said that this um, traditionalist Catholic ideology almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. Right? Um, and these Latin mass groups are potentially linked to violent extremist groups. Nah. <laughs> like, there's, there's, when I think of that, I think of some of like the nicest people and like cornerstones of the community, like that actually help other people and do charity work. Like, that's what I think about. I'm sure not all of them are like that, but if they're already in the community, they probably go to church, right? Yeah. I don't understand this. Why? And they're letting criminals go on the streets. We covered this in episode two. The bodega worker that stabbed the guy trying to rob him was thrown in jail for how long? And you can't even go to church and pray without being harassed yep. now. So let's, let's, let's put this into perspective, Joe. You have the most faithful, devout people look like um, quite the sinner. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, some of these people. I see how devout they are and how intensely they pray while they're in church in the time that they put in. So let's, let's put it like this, Joe. We have a nation who is obsessed with abortion, obsessed with um, things like the LGBTQ community, protections, mutilating children. Gender mutilation. Trans rights. Things like that. Yes. So who are you going to target? The most faithful people who are going to push back the hardest against these insane policies that are out there. So let's go after the quote unquote, as I see here, uh, radical traditional Catholics. We are now radical. To play devil's advocate, um, there's no SS in LGBTQT. Yeah. Correct. I mean, that's what they'll do. They'll say, oh, well, there was an SS in the church's name, and, and they'll relate that to Nazism, but they'll see someone yeah. with literally a swastika in Ukraine, and they'll say, let's give that person a billion dollars. Yeah. I hope that they don't think I'm a Fed, because I just joined, like, three weeks ago. So I hope they don't think that I'm some sort of Fed trying to infiltrate their church, which I'm not. I was um, going to make it. Yeah, I'm just going to make it. What are they going to do? Crucify you? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what, what are they going to yeah. do? They're, they're going to kill you with, with kindness. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. But, um, I, you know, anyone listening out there, if you want to, if you've never been to a Latin mass or, or a Latin solemn high mass, uh, find a find a Latin mass near you and go because you will be blown away at the reverence and the beauty of it. All right. I feel like I've been cheated for the first 38 years of my life as a Roman Catholic to now see this. And how Catholicism was for probably 600, 800 to 1,000 years prior to Vatican II. Um, but I guess we're radicals. So um, let's move on from that in Constantinople. About- let's go to Constantinople. It's a good, that's a good segue. We're going from radical Catholicism into Constantinople. Go ahead, Joe. All right. So if you've been paying attention to what's been happening in Turkey, um, I didn't think anything was, was off about it. And then I started seeing um, what, what really caught me was the baby that was born and 
within seconds and was pulled out, but her, the baby's entire family was killed in the rubble. And it just got me thinking about all the fake things that happened in like Ukraine. I was like, ah, is this fake? So I looked into it and here's what I found. And it's, it took a, it took a turn that I didn't expect it to take, to be honest with you. So this article is from 2017, literally February 7th, 2017, a year before it happened, or four years, five years before it happened. And it says it's from Reuters. So it's, it's a legit news article. Turkish mayor suggests Gulen plotting earthquake to harm economy. And this is from Istanbul. The mayor of uh, Ankara suggested on Tuesday that the U.S.-based cleric blamed for last year's failed coup might now be plotting an earthquake with the help of foreign powers to damage the Turkish economy. And it goes into it. You you could find this article. You could read the whole thing if you like to. Where it got weird was when I found this interview from when there was an earthquake in November. And I'm you're not going to understand it because I believe it's in, it's in, yeah, it's in Turkish, but let me translate. Um, the guy tweeted, the Turkish mayor is accusing us seismic research ship of creating an artificial earthquake. And then this person is on, I believe he's saying, translating, I say that it should definitely be investigated. Was there any seismic research sailing ship? It's, it's translated sailing ship near the epicenter. If so, which country does it belong to? I don't have an answer, but when I did a deep dive on this, here's what I found out about Turkey in the last couple of years, a couple of months, actually. So Turkey blocked Sweden, if you remember. Grano, you, you actually led with this one time. Blocked Sweden from joining NATO. Then the United States warns Turkey about a terrorist threat. I think it was a few weeks later. Followed by them warning Turkey not to export anything to Russia, like oil, uh, gas, anything. That was followed, I believe, in December of the United States issuing another warning. No, I'm sorry. It was in late January. They issued another warning about a terrorist threat in Turkey. And then what happens? All the Western countries close their embassies because of security threats and leave. And then you have an earthquake. I have no evidence to say that the United States caused this earthquake. That's like conspiracy land for sure. But to think that like our government or governments or there isn't technology to control whether earthquakes is impossible it's possible. Is it happened? Did it happen here? I'm not saying it did or not, but this is, I'm not going to say the smoking gun, but this is interesting. Yeah, that is. So you're, you are on record by saying that you think that there is an ability out there to manufacture an earthquake, like through something like this. Earth, no, earthquake seems weird. Maybe to make earthquakes like Maybe if you know an earthquake's coming, you can make it worse doing something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Weather, weather manipulation, though, there's no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. Earthquake's something new for me. I, I didn't have that I don't know. my bingo I, I don't know. I, I don't know. My bingo it's, it's, I, yeah. it's a weird story. It is a weird story. And I also saw some story about a guy that predicted this earthquake down to the exact fault line, uh, like in the days leading up to this. So Was it Bill Gates? It should have been. Um, if it was Bill Gates, then then that's it. We yeah. got him. So I'll play devil's advocate here. And this guy puts on his uh, Twitter account, the Dutch researcher, he's a Dutch researcher, sooner or later there will be a magnitude 7.5 earthquake in the region, South Central Turkey, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon. Um, I guess this this guy, this you know organization he works for is a research institute for monitoring geometry between celestial bodies related to seismic activity. And after the earthquake happened, he said, as I stated earlier, region, 
similar to the years 115 and 526. These earthquakes are always preceded by critical planetary geometry as we had on February 4th and 5th. Interesting. I don't know. This earthquake all, all is I'm really gonna say devastating. Is if it's on a fault line and you know it's going to happen, I could see how the logic is there where you could do something to make it worse or make it more devastating, I'm sure. Right. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I, 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 Strange coincidences all around that, that the United States has been terrible when it comes to everything, was able to get their embassies and the, the terrorists, the terrorists that never happened. It was an earthquake. I wouldn't put it past the United States to do something like this. But this is, if they did... We covered in this episode, they built a pipeline in this episode, Mark. They built a freaking pipeline. <laughs> but, but you're talking this, the, the destruction of, and murder of hundreds of thousands of people, or tens of thousands of people, I should say, leveling a city, cities. That would be an all-new level of... Just <laughs> that's a whole different episode. Oh, we will. Oh, what a... <laughs> we want to talk about our AI, your AI uh, question. Oh, yes. Uh, the new chat bot. It's, it's, it, it malfunctioned. Had to be taken to the hospital. John Fetterman yes. bot. Oh, my God. We call this. So this, this, this article is actually. It's, for, it's from the day it happened, so we're not even going to read it. But John Fetterman, Senator John Fetterman, has, was hospitalized after feeling lightheaded. So the first question I asked, if he only felt lightheaded, why the hell they rushed him to the hospital? Then they ruled out a second stroke. And again, what I asked was, well, did he have a first stroke? We never really got his medical records, so we don't know what happened. Maybe the same thing happened again, and he didn't have a first stroke. Can we get some information about our senator, please, here? Let's do, um, let's do, I think we were... Yeah, we have it right here. So John Fetterman, this is him in, I believe it was October, talking about him and Dr. Oz. I'll be much better in January, but he will still be a fraud. What? <laughs> well, he was, I'll play it one more time. He was wrong. I'll be much better in January, but he will still be a fraud. He's not better in January. You want to know how I know he's not better in January? Because he's been in the hospital for about three days, and we know nothing at all about his status, condition, anything. I know. The U.S. senator, junior senator from Pennsylvania. Junior. The, the fact that they throw junior in, and he's this big oaf. Six foot eight. Oh, here's another thing I wanted to mention. During the State of the Union address i actually i think i said this in the, in the group chat uh joe biden when he's talking about health insurance what happens if something happens to your spouse or this or you you have you, you have a heart attack and they pan right to john fetterman when he says all this look it up it's 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 out there they pan right to john fetterman <laughs> you i think you sent this video and i need i want to watch it um that that's hilarious that they pan right to him at what yeah. point of that of the speech was that um, I can't remember. I asked you, Biden probably doesn't even remember. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's, uh, do you want to move on to our next topic here? Says we, uh, yeah, we can do this and then we can get, if you want to do disclose for like a minute, I just want to mention this. It's a developing story. Actually, no one even cares, but 
two New Jersey Republican city council members have been assassinated within one week of each other. You had um, Eunice Dumfauer, I, I hope I'm not saying her name wrong, Sierraville councilman killed outside of her home. And then the second Republican New Jersey lawmaker was shot dead um, a week later. Same thing, by his car. Uh, I think his name was Russell Heller. I, I, oof. I think his name is Russell Heller, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, not mentioned on CNN one time, I don't think. What about all the political violence? And... Paul Pelosi? We have political violence was, was a staple from the, the October until Joe Biden's State of the Union address. That's all we've been hearing about is political violence. Where's the coverage on this? And it's a black woman, not that it freaking matters, and a white guy, which definitely doesn't matter. But come on, cover this. We have, we have Paul Pelosi. At the State of the Union address, Joe, dressed like Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. Go, go, Gadget Hammer. <laughs> go, go, Gadget Ice. Oh, boy. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. I'm not considering, I'm not going, that was, a, that was an ad. I'm not going solar. <laughs> you should. I'm going solar here in a couple weeks. Oh, good for you. Uh, uh, I mean, we'll we'll they'll, they'll like, block, Bill Gates will block out the sun. As soon as I buy solar panels, it'll come out. They're blocking out the sun. It's too, too, da- it's too harmful for you. The radiation rays are going to kill you. Uh, do you want to go to Disclose, or do we have anything else? Um, China, Ukraine, or... I, just want, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but it got me thinking. So Trump, listen to how Trump says China. Let's say China. China, 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 China. Now, when he would blame the coronavirus, he'd always say it comes from China. And I can't remember if we mentioned this in any episodes, but this is on my Instagram from, I believe, the end of February. There's a place where there are biolabs in Ukraine, and the town or, or city is called China, C-H-Y-N-A. And it's just the damnedest, weirdest thing ever, and I just thought I had to mention it. Again. When I mentioned it back then, everyone thought I was crazy. But now that this biolabs thing has total legs, I wonder, was I right? I vaguely ago? remember you saying that. China. It's just the word got me. And then I looked, and sure enough, there's a biological facility there. It's, a def- it's, not, a, it's not an offensive biological facility, as, as the Pentagon would say. These are defensive pathogens somehow, just like defensive tanks. But I just I had to mention that. Pin, we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in that. And hopefully we won't have to revisit it either because if our country or Ukraine or these DC are, are responsible for creating COVID and unleashing it on the world, then come on. Come on. That, that, you're going to have Nuremberg trials. That's going to make the turkey earthquake look like peanuts. Right. But let's move on to Disclose. We're, we're venturing into conspiracy. Now. We're going to have to do a, a, our own episode with conspiracies. But let's just, let's just do Disclose. It's only 2023, Joe, and I feel like the rest of this decade is going to be bumpy. Like, I'm, I'm ready to just move on to aliens and Antarctica, man. Let's just let's let's get through all this deep state bullshit and 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 these globalists. Yes. I, I, there's just some days I just feel like, how do we, how are we going to turn this around? How are we going to rid the United States of this rot within the Justice Department in the woke culture? How does this end? I mean, I, I made a good point in the group chat yesterday. Here's here's how you do it. 300 years ago, whenever the, you know, we were British subjects, guys got together in pubs and said, hey, wait a minute, we're kind of getting bone on this stamp tax. And then 
maybe a year later, hey, we're getting bone on this T-tax. And then a year later, hey, they're trying to take our guns. We got to get some kind of organized, you know, resistance here. This is before Twitter, this is before Facebook, this is before social media. How did 3% of the of, um, colonists here create the best country in the world by fighting the, the biggest empire in the world? They did it by talking. Like Lou Barber used to always say, I'm sorry. Talk about it on Facebook. They did it by talking the problems out and getting everyone aware on the same level. And informed populace is their biggest fear. And that's what we need. So listen to this podcast and then debate people. Use what you learn here and what you learn through through. You got to go out there and you got to argue the narratives or else it'll never end, Mark. We'll be in this forever. And, and if me and you, we have kids and other people are going to have kids, the kids' kids are going to suffer. And they're not going to have the life that we had. So I know. All right. We have a couple of headlines from around the world here we want to bring to you from our Disclose uh, group. Uh, the Church of England is considering a gender neutral God. Quote, for decades, the gender of God has prompted debate within the church with many calling for male pronouns, he and him, as well as reference to our father to be scrapped in favor of either gender ne neutral or female alternatives. Didn't King Henry just make up that religion? <sighs> yes. Okay. The Church of England was founded on uh, divorce, um, sodomy, you know, licentiousness. Nice. Nice. And not so, brushing your teeth, apparently. So... Everything, all of Jesus's, the whole New Testament could just be thrown out the window there, basically, what you're okay. saying. Because the Gospels clearly say, no one goes to the Father but through me, according to Jesus Christ. <sighs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, we're the radical ones. We're the radical ones. <laughs> it's the SS. you got to take the SS out of your name. SSPS, Society of St. Pius X. Look it up. I can see how, uh, the, okay, real quick. I can see how it would scare the FBI, the fact that they go in there just like with the 9-11 um, and uh, Muslims. You go in there and you're, you hear another language and maybe you just get nervous. I don't know. <laughs> I love Latin. Uh, death toll from Turkey, Syria earthquake passed 11,000. Horrible. Sick, man. Horrible. Uh, Ukraine Zelensky, too wise, arrives in the United Kingdom. Tomorrow, Zelensky will go to Brussels. I'm tired. I'm tired of the of the green cargo pants and the green crew neck sweatshirt. All right, just wear a suit. Change your yeah, change your clothes, man. He he wore a suit for China when he went there, or yeah. whenever he was with uh, I can't remember who it was. Of course. Uh, Biden offered lie after lie in his State of the Union, setting new records for dishonesty and emptiness. Yeah, we we top of the show. It's all there. We know. <laughs> Uh, Zelensky addresses UK Parliament at Westminster Hall. Freedom will win. Russia will lose. Yeah, they just need to look him in the eye and just tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah. Or to not give him any more money. Go ahead. Matt Gates uh, proposed a bill in Congress to cut off all military and financial aid to Ukraine. Yes. Chances of that passing? <laughs> Chances of that passing? Passing? Uh, zero. Because you're not going to have the Republican support, which we're going to rake their feet over the fire for, yeah. on that one. And even if it got through Congress, Biden would just veto it. So. Oh, well, yeah, I, I forget. Of it. He, he said that. I forget about it going all the way up. It's just going to give you it. But there's going to be a point where he might not be able to veto it because they might. if it's something that's really helpful to the American people, or he might not be able to veto it. Will he still do it? Maybe. I don't know. But 
I can't emphasize how, I know we say this is the election of a lifetime. This is the great, the biggest election of our lifetime. This, this, and that. The 2024 presidential election in, in, in Congress is massive. I mean, it could literally shape the rest of our lives. It, it will because the 2021, you see what it's done in two years. Yep. When, whenever you have someone unelected, I don't care what you say, he didn't get 89 legitimate votes. And you could tell that by watching the State of the Union where no one cares and no one likes him and he can't draw a crowd anywhere. That's what I was going to say to you earlier, Joe. I heard this somewhere and I thought, wow, that's a great point. George Bush won in 2000 and 2004. We heard about Coral Rove being the architect of the Bush campaign, right? Yeah. Obama wins in 2008. We hear about the architects of his campaign, David Plouffe and some of these other guys. Donald Trump wins in 2016. We hear about um, you know, some of the top Republican people being the Steve Bannon. The, Steve Bannon the was Steve the Bannon, the Steve Bannon, um, you know, uh, of all people, being the architect, the, being the guy that helped Trump get elected. But yet in 2020, we have Biden, who gets the most votes out of any president ever, 81 million votes. Who was the architect of his campaign, Joe? I... <sighs> I, I want to say Ron Klain, but I know it wasn't because Ron Klain didn't get involved until he was in the White House, I don't think. There was that Jammu girl, but she – no, I'm not giving her – I think it was, her name was Jammu. Um, we don't know. There, there's, the there's fact that we don't know says everything. I just rattled off four names, and yet we don't know who was the orchestrator of Joe Biden's campaign, how they got 81 million votes. Amazing. Um, all right. Twitter blocked at major internet service providers in Turkey amid earthquake aftermath. That's weird. Um, well, we talked about Nord Stream. But the guy that published this, his name was Seymour Hirsch on his Substack. He's a veteran investigative journalist. He won a Pulitzer Prize for uncovering the My Lai massacre in Vietnam and broke stories on Watergate and Abu Ghraib. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this guy has a little bit of credibility. He's got a, some street cred. And he broke the article um, on the Nord Stream. But yet the White House and CIA officials say the report is utterly false and complete fiction. Right. Right. Of course they're going to say that. What do you think? I know people, journalists, have to ask these questions. But it's like, what do you think they're going to say? Yeah, we did it. Exactly. We gave the analogy. When, you, when your parents catch you doing something you're not supposed to be doing, you don't just say, ah, you got me. I'll confess to yeah. everything now. They can't because the, if, they, if they admit to that, they got to admit to it. It's going to be just a roller coaster of admissions. If you did this, you did this, then you did this. They can't. Chinese spy airships have been spotted over countries across five continents. The U.S. has briefed allies, the White House says. The U.S. briefed the allies about it. Okay, um... This, this something doesn't smell right about the Chinese, the China balloon thing. And then you had the guys coming on shore, like we said, in that hoverboat. I don't know why they came on shore. If they were going to a gift shop just to tape something that said made in China from a gift shop onto this balloon to make it look more Chinese, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. Down Bullinos. Uh, anything else here? Uh, lights go out. We talked about this. Lights go out during Twitter here in Washington, D.C. 
Then somebody yelled, sounds like the Green New Deal to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you can recall back to the paintings that were destroyed on some of these climate protest things people were doing, they were taping themselves to, you know, the ground or gluing themselves, whatever, to the wall. And then they were throwing, like, substances on these valuable paintings. Whatever happened to those? <laughs> the eco-extremist attack, $51 billion in damages. Wow. $51 billion. Unreal. Oh, my God. And for what? Uh, Disney plans to cut 7,000 jobs per CEO Bob Iger. Unemployment is at literally 0%. How is this possible that the unemployment and the jobless claims just keep on going down? And all you hear about are layoffs. They're fudging the numbers. We're going to have a giant market crash. And it's, it might be all at once, like how it was in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. YouTube homepage and app are not working for many. Just missed that one last night. Oh, this is good. This is good. We didn't talk about this. And I'm glad this is coming up here at the end. We, this has been a great episode, by the way. Probably one of our better episodes we've ever done. Um, World Health Organization's Tedros says we must prepare for a potential H5N1 human bird flu pandemic. Well, uh, uh, this is not. Why are we preparing again? How do they know? I mean, I know there's an egg shortage, which we. we... World... Come on. Come World on. Health Organization is engaging manufacturers to make sure that if needed, supplies of vaccines and antivirals will be available for global use. No, thank you. There we go. The next pandemic. I sent you this video last night, I think. Um, (laughs) North Korea has unveiled what analysts say is a new solid fuel intercontinental ballistic missile during a military parade in Pyongyang. That that military parade. And you said, listen to the announcer. Oh, man, was that funny? Can you imagine like being there and like watching and witnessing one of these parades go down, seeing these people just cheering like they won the Super Bowl and all you see is this gigantic rocket being paraded down the streets of Pyongyang. Uh, they have different place. they have different parades down there. That's all I'm going to say. What an interesting place, man. I would I would love to see it one day. I'm sure that'll never happen, but what an interesting Here it's beautiful. Place. I hear it's absolutely beautiful. Public broadcasters of Canada, Germany, Switzerland and Belgium aim to build a fact-based digital space for citizens, citing disinformation, hate, violence, propaganda, and defamation on social networks as reasons. Translation, if your opinion or thoughts go against that of the state, we'll just block you, shadow ban you. At minimum. Then we'll let you know what's going to happen next to you. Yeah, and you might end up in jail. Church of England. Uh, after we just sit, talked about them may, maybe transitioning to a gender-neutral God and replacing uh, the Our Father with Our Mother or Our whatever a gender-neutral parent would be. Amen. Church Amen. of England. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Church of England votes to offer blessings to same-sex couples after an eight-hour debate across two days. Okay. Uh, whatever you want to do, uh, make up your own religion. You can make, you can do whatever you want once you make up your own religion, I guess. Right? Scientology, to an extent. Russian National Wealth Fund excludes euro, and in the future will hold only Chinese yuan, rubles, and gold. 
We told we, we covered this in this episode. We said before the war gets hot, that what we're seeing right now is a currency war, and Russia's going to use the gold back currency. I think I specifically said this on the podcast. If not, I know I've been telling you all this. And the petrodollar is on its way down. And I don't say that gleefully. Suspected Chinese environment monitoring satellite beams green laser from space over Hawaii. Why are we just talking about this now? Because I think it happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah. This seems all I mean, coordinated. This... Like, like, they want us to, like, again. Coordinated. The, they're going to make the spy balloon in China into the new Osama bin Laden. But I don't think it's going to work because it's not a third world country. It's a nuclear power. Yeah. Um, boy, did we really push Russia and China together, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Um, moving on. We're almost done here. Chinese spy airship was outfitted with antennas, likely capable of collecting communications, and was part of a global fleet directed by the People's Liberation Army. How do we know it wasn't a Verizon antenna, honestly, or AT&T? We don't know. We don't know. Meta has restored Trump's Facebook page following a two-year suspension. For what? And the last thing you see on there is him pleading with people to march peacefully. He didn't do that. He told everyone to go out and kill elected officials. Yeah. I heard it on the January 6th. And then he grabbed and then he stole the presidential limousine and wrecked into a funeral procession. <laughs> he incited an insurrection. Yeah. Don't forget, Joe. He killed Officer Sicknick with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Ukrainian military almost never launched high Mars rocket rounds at Russian targets without Detailed coordinates provided by the United States military officials, say. Again, something from earlier. More than a proxy war at this point. Mm. Bill Gates believes ChatGPT, a biased AI chatbot, is as significant as the invention of the internet and will change the world. Yeah, stick the Windows 95, Bill, and shut up. You don't know. You haven't done anything with computers in forever. You've been so worried about vaccines. You have no right to comment on anything. Just shut up. Putin will address the Russian Federal Assembly on February 21st, the Kremlin press secretary said. Well, that's, not, um, that's not good news for us because he wouldn't be addressing it if he didn't have good news to give. It's not like he's going to be like, hey, or, or, or he's going to throw out some accusations about chemical weapons or something. Who knows? Yeah. Pro-Western Prime Minister of Moldova, Natalia Gavrilita, resigns. Government collapses amid series of crises and nation that borders Ukraine. Another democracy under Joe Biden has fallen. Another. Put the put the uh, the GIF up, Joe. DJ Khaled. Another, another one. And another one. And another one. Air Force Global Strike Command launched an unarmed Minuteman three intercontinental ballistic missile to show the readiness of U.S. nuclear forces. Great. Great. That's great. That's great news. Really, let's really great try to escalate everybody. this, please. Let's really escalate this as fast as possible, yeah. guys. Yes. Genius. Yeah, yep. The adults are in the room, Joe. Let's... Something, something, something. Soul of America. Something, something, something. Yeah. Let's fire Don't bet against and America. Everyone, and show everyone, um, you know, what we could do. Fucking weird. All right, Joe. Great episode, by the way. Um, we will. This is one of our longer ones. Yeah, but well, we we for, for those not listening, we started it Thursday afternoon, I believe, and then we had to take a seventeen hour. But we, we took a longer break than David DePappy was in Paul Pelosi's house. So yeah, we, the, a lot also, of information we had to give. We had a lot of time to prepare. So I hope you guys enjoyed it, Mark. This is what happens when you have two podcasters with that with two kids under six months old. Yeah. So and on on completely different schedules. So. 
I don't know how you, right. I don't know how you do the sleep. I, I honestly, I can't have him sleep anywhere near me because I just, my back gets thrown out and I'm just too stiff, but God bless you for being able to do the, having her sleep I, on you, man. I don't know. Take a great couch. Well, she's only like 14 pounds. So Still. I don't know. All right, Joe. Uh, that's all. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe, share with a friend. And Joe, like and subscribe, share the show. And in the words of Joe Corsi and Steve Bannon, be a force multiplier. Joe, take us home. Thank you guys very much. We're going to give you the outro right now. (laughs) 